Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, jumping in real quick to tell you about the sponsor for this week's episode, the Satchel Podcast Player. If you like podcasts, you're going to want to check this out. There's no third-party ads, no on-screen ads, nothing like that. It's a great way to get connected with the content that you're listening to. You can even tweet directly into the podcast that you're listening to and even send a few dollars along to the podcast. For example, right now, if you like listening to Flash TV Talk, you could send us like, I don't know, $2, $3, $10, however much you feel like we're worth. You can do that directly in the Satchel Podcast Player. It's a great player. You got to check it out. If you're a podcaster, you can register your podcast at satchelplayer.com. Accelerating your fandom. This is Flash TV Talk. Welcome to Flash TV Talk, the fan podcast dedicated to news, reviews, and more for the hit CW show, The Flash. I'm Bo. And I'm Bell. Bell, man, how you doing tonight? Ooh, man, excited, excited. We're, I'm, we're, there's going to be some brain melting tonight, I can oh, feel it. Oh, yes, there is definitely going to be some brain melting tonight. You know, we uh, we get flack here on this show from time to time. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a subset of people that tune in uh, regularly every single week to hear you and I talk Flash, I'll talk all things TV Flash, uh, that, but that subsect, they, they tune in, so there's something about this that they like, but the one thing they don't like is the time travel talk, and unfortunately, if you fall into that camp, I'm sorry, you're going to be disappointed tonight. I don't want you to be disappointed. I want to give you exactly what you want, but I also got to tell you, we, we're going to talk some time travel tonight. It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be really fun. Like I, I think this is going to be some some discussion that I think everybody can at least appreciate. That's right. That's right, man. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You know, we mentioned it right before actually uh, starting the recording, but tonight we're doing things a little bit differently as far as the actual live show. Uh, Historically, we've done it uh, using Mixler. Uh, We may go back to Mixler. I honestly don't know what uh, the future holds from that standpoint, but I can tell you that tonight... We are doing things a little bit differently by using Facebook Live for the actual live show. And so if you want to be a part of the uh, the viewing experience, then uh, facebook.com slash flash TV talk. Don't actually know whether or not we're going to do this again in the future. But hey, as long as you're following us on Facebook, uh, ideally, you will be set up for when we do it again in the future. Who knows? Maybe a regular thing. We'll just have to kind of see how tonight goes. Man, after that amazing uh, first episode into season three, man, we, you know, I, I don't want to waste anybody's time. Let's go ahead and just jump into the rundown. The, the rundown. <laughs> episode one of season three, Flashpoint, directed by Jesse Warren and story by Greg Berlanti and Andrew Kreisberg. Bell, what happened this episode? 
Well, after preventing Eobard Thawne from killing Nora, Barry returns with him to the present and imprisons him in a cage that dampens his speed. In the new timeline, which Thawne dubs Flashpoint, both of Barry's parents are alive. Joe has a poor relationship with his kids and chronically is in trouble at work. Cisco is a billionaire tech magnate and Caitlin is an ophthalmologist. There is also a new Flash in Central City called Kit Flash struggling with his own nemesis, The Rival, whose real name is Edward Claris. Barry begins losing his memories of the original timeline, which Thawne reveals is the result of the Flashpoint timeline he created when he saved his mother. After discovering Kid Flash's Wally, Barry teams up with Wally and stops Eobard, but not before Wally is critically injured. Realizing that the new timeline is worse for those closest to him, Barry releases Thawne and lets him return to the past to kill Nora and reset the timeline. Back in the present, Barry learns that the timeline did not reset exactly, and Joe and Iris have not spoken to each other in years. Mm. Edward is confronted by an unknown voice, giving him the message, Alchemy. All right, man. There's a lot to uh, to, t- to talk about in this episode. You know, we, we talked about it. Uh, gosh, we talked about it at the end of last season. We talked about it all summer. We've talked about it, uh, you and I, off mic. But overall, man, with what they did with season two, they wrote a pretty big check. You know what I mean? Like they did that with the season prior. Like they 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 are are really kind of setting this precedent with these last two seasons of uh, really kind of making some major promises and really kind of setting up uh, some really maybe ridiculously high, maybe uh, maybe too ridiculously high expectations. Uh, but but one way or the other, we come back as we uh, anticipated that we would into a world in which the timeline, the one timeline has been changed. Uh, Barry, he's, he's like chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool. He's shooting some b-ball outside of the school. Everything's fine. <laughs> it, to some extent he's walking around with a bit of a swagger. I don't think that he really gets what he did. Like we you know at the beginning of this episode, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I really get the feeling that he's like, yeah, everything's perfect. There's nothing that can go wrong. Kind of <laughs> like that. Uh, uh, like, like full of himself, attitude that uh, uh peter parker had in the third spider-man film right right uh, yeah yeah <laughs> like, like that that totally is like you know what i can i can do no wrong everything is perfect i've fixed everything you know look at me go i got my parents everything's cool but it wasn't cool no no no, no. and it's it's interesting because like you know he he's walking around like he's on vacation almost and not not really realizing no i, I did kind of create an apocalyptic you know, <laughs> universe I almost, you know, destroyed all of the fabric of reality and all that kind of stuff. But well, whatever. Arguably, arguably, Bell, he did destroy the fabric of reality. I mean, like literally he kind of took he, what was it? Uh, what was that old toy that you used to have with like it was like a red window and you had the two knobs to make the thing Etch-a-Sketch. He basically took the Etch-a-Sketch that was the timeline and just shook it up. <laughs> <laughs> so for all intents and purposes, like that, he, he did destroy, you know, the timeline and reset it. Uh, to be what perhaps he thought was supposed to be the timeline or, or perhaps, you know, obviously, I think uh, based on where he was before he did it, definitely what he kind of wanted the timeline to be. And he's been enjoying himself. What do they say? Three months in, he's uh, he's been experiencing this uh, this timeline? Yeah, it was three months. He was uh, just playing around with it. And uh, just I, I guess nothing had occurred in that three months that caused him to lose memories or anything like that. So he, he had been playing it pretty low key, it seems, uh, not really using his powers, not really uh, just kind of like, you know, just, in, just being a normal Barry, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, and once again, even even after changing the timeline and without the resources of Star Labs and everything, he does 
go back to form, which is, uh, you know, holding, <laughs> holding criminals without their Miranda rights, just locking, locking folks up in a basement, just any basement will do. We don't have star labs this time. So, <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But I mean, let, let, let's be honest here. The reverse flashes from the future. We don't know the justice system of the future. Uh, you know, maybe perhaps that's just commonplace of getting locked up in basements. I, you know, it's, it's one of those things that we don't really know. And so we can't, you know, criticize the flash at this particular instance, because I mean, maybe there are no personal rights in the future. I mean, it, but he, we ain't in the future, man. We we're in the present. <laughs> of course. Although well, we could be in a very different present. You know, when Cisco made that comment, we'll talk about Cisco. We'll talk about all of them in just a second. This, these, these new iterations of, of the, of the characters that we experienced in the, the flashpoint universe. But Cisco does make a mention about like doing his duty for queen and country. And part of me was like, you know, aha, queen and country. That's like a European, but, but what if America actually has a queen? What if like democracy was abolished way early in, in, uh, in the time frame here, or at least I guess in the last 20 years, and now we have a, uh, a queen ruling over America. You know, it's interesting that you say that because I was thinking the same thing. Like uh, when he said for queen and country, like I just it's hitting me, man. The UK, it didn't Brexit. We brentrenced. We, 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 Brent, Brent, is that yeah. what it is? Like, we yeah, joined, yeah. like the US joined the UK? That's right. gotta be what it is. Right, right. right. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah. So that's the thing. The United <laughs> Kingdom expanded and, and the United States is now part of the UK. I mean, actually, if you think about how, and I, I realize that this is a very different interpretation of Flashpoint than, than what came in the comics. But if, if <laughs> I do wonder if maybe there was a subtle nod there because a lot of what was going on in Europe uh, was heavily impacted by, by the Flashpoint. So, oh, I, yeah. Europe was sunk like into the ocean by yeah. Aquaman, who was very mad. Exactly. Man. Things. So I am wondering, you know, the, the extent in which Barry changed things, you know, he with, with him kind of bebopping around with that kind of, you know, grin on his face of, of Haha, I created this world, you know, <laughs> just dealing with that godlike power. Uh, you know, I wonder if he's he's still kind of exploring. He's still kind of finding these things out. Obviously, uh, after three months, he hasn't really reached out to his friends or, or even knows fully about what it is they're doing. Um, didn't he make a comment too uh, about Star Labs and and not really being aware that Star Labs was no longer Star Labs? Yeah, I, I want to say uh, when they showed up there, it was Ramon Tech, Ramon Industries, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, he was like, "Oh wow, you know, this used to be the old Star Labs buildings. Like this has been Star Labs in years. Like Ramon bought this out years ago." And he was like, "Oh, okay, yeah." So it kind of took him by surprise, right? Right. Well, but I mean, you know, his, his priorities are are about like like what I would admit mine are as well. I mean, if you know, I don't know about you, man, but I've I've thought before, like, all right, if I could go back in time X amount of years, like, what would I do? You know what I mean? Like, like, because there's aspects of my life right now that that I would not want changed. You know, that there's like heavy risk factor, and I even I remember thinking about it this way too. Like before I had kids, like there's a window of time in my life where I was like, you know, I. I'm pretty sure if I went back in time and did all these things, I could probably make my wife fall back in love with me or fall in love with me again, even though you time travel. Uh, but, <laughs> but if you redo it, then you kind of lose, you know, your kids. Cause that's all, there's a lot of, there's a lot of mathematics that goes into, you know, the, the children that you have. And so like, you know, you go back in time after you have kids, you risk no longer having kids in the new timeline. Whereas with the, you know, if, uh, if, if you have your, your soulmate, then there's a good chance that you can actually pull off reconnecting with your soulmate. That's obviously Barry's uh, priority as he jumps back in. But what about you, man? Have you ever you ever given thought as to what you would do if you could go back and do it all again? You know, it, it's an interesting question. Like, I, I, I think I would tell myself certain things. 
Like, so are we talking about go back in time and replace yourself with the knowledge that you have from the future or go back in time and be able to communicate with your past self? Yeah. Because th- those are two separate different things. Yeah. 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 I, I was thinking replace myself as opposed to go back in time and, you know, give myself the almanac or anything like that. Dude, if I replaced myself, everything would be different. I would be, I would be super rich. Like, <laughs> all of my problems would be solved. All of the problems with my friends would be solved. Every, like, I, I would have, you know, I would probably be some, some kind of like super powerful mogul person because I would know everything that was going to happen. And, uh, you know, assuming that uh, how finite the timeline is, uh, you know, if I could manipulate that and 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 know the future, and and I would do all that stuff, all that stuff. I would be Biff Tannen, uh, <laughs> aka Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> And who knows? You might see me in the presidential debates in 2016. Oh, man. All right. Do not let Bell. Do not let Bell. I don't know. Actually, that might make things better. But but for all intents and purposes. I don't know. know, Let me let me let me let me tell you about it. It it would be huge. It would be huge. (laughs) It would be huge. I I have I have the best people. I have the best words. Oh, my gosh. It would be huge. We're not going there, man. It's not a political show. This uh, there's only one. (laughs) (laughs) There's only one uh, party that we're all about here, and that is the Flash Party. Uh, but yeah, man, look, it's going to be flash team flash all the way to the white house or the, uh, Buckingham palace as it would seem. Yeah. So flashpoint, man. Okay. Uh, Barry, he's be bopping around. He even makes comment, you know, there's another flash here, so he doesn't even have to do what he has to do. I gotta tell you, I'm a little surprised that he didn't put two and two together and figure out that, uh, Wally was Wally. Yeah. You know, that was surprising to me as well. Uh, I, I was like, I, I thought, he was going uh, when we heard about rival and like, you know, he, he speeds out the building and he goes to the area where they're fighting. I thought he was doing that because he's like, yeah, I'm going to go see Wally, you know, because uh, I'm sure Kid Flash has been in action in the three months that he's been in right. you know, back in time. I would imagine or, or, even you know, for the last couple of years. Right. I mean, when Kid Flash, Wally was was explaining his origin story. Uh, which, by the way, that whole getting struck by lightning with the car thing, we've made mention of this before, but uh, there was a debunked Flash uh, series that actually predated this one in which that was the exact origin story that they were going to go with, which was the Flash, which was, I think, Barry Allen actually uh, driving a car by a lab that got struck by lightning. That's crazy. Like a like in a race, like in a in a you know drag race or something like that. Huh. Thought he would show up there and, and he would see. Uh, may, maybe if he didn't, if he hadn't seen him yet, maybe he was going to investigate or whatever. But like as soon as he got there, I figured he'd be like, "Oh, holy crap! It's Wally. That's awesome!" And you know they would try to like chat it up or whatever. But that that didn't seem to be the case. I I do wonder. I mean, there's there's a lot of speculation as to what's going to come next, and I, I do wonder if the fact that now he knows in this other timeline that Wally was the Flash, and and to some extent, you know, is is kind of a receptive recipient of the speed force. Uh, I wonder if when, once things die down and once kind of things calm down for whatever the next couple of episodes are going to be, you know, is Barry going to start kind of putting two and two together and be like, Oh, well, you know, if, if the lightning chose him, then perhaps lightning can in fact strike twice. Perhaps it already has, especially with the events of last season. Um, you know, I, I made mention, I think that there's some folks on, uh, on Facebook and Twitter, we were talking about, uh, Kid Flash and and hoping that we get more of Kid Flash than just you know the uh, the the this one episode or, or these few episodes and I, I made the point man they they took so much trouble to make such an awesome like perfect costume for Kid Flash they're not going to hang that up you know on the rack after just after just putting oh no 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 yeah I was actually talking with a buddy of mine we were, we, we were uh, both kind of disappointed that the flashpoint universe ended so abruptly in the first episode I was thinking maybe two three episodes would be a nice you know uh, a visit in that universe uh, but you know 
the fact that they ended it so abruptly, I'm, I'm almost positive that we're going to see some more Kid Flash soon because why would you make you know, those costumes are expensive. In fact, in fact, interestingly enough, uh, if you look at uh, Matt Lester in the uh, mm, reverse mm. Flash costume, it seems like it doesn't fit him properly because maybe it was made for Tom Cavanaugh. And instead of making Matt his own one, they just gave him Tom's. Well, I don't know. So you're touching on something that, that you know, and I want to I want to do I, I do want to come through all these characters. But but let's go ahead and talk about this because I think it's important. And that is the the expectations going into this flashpoint. I mean, we, we've talked about that all summer, talked about that at the end of last season, but with, you know, with a story like flashpoint with something that's going to be, you know, that was such a, such a fun and kind of this colossal elseworlds experience that was used to kind of launch the new 52 and kind of a uh, ending of a universe, beginning of a universe kind of way. There was a lot of expectations going into this. I mean, you know, for me, I was, I was trying very hard to tamper my expectations, especially in how long the effects of this would last. And, you know, as we were kind of nearing the end of the season or at the end of the episode, I was kind of in that same, like, Oh wow, they, it is really just going to be one episode. I thought, I thought for sure we'd get more, but given how the episode ended, my guess is that, you know, I walked away thinking, okay, we're, we're not done. Like, like the flashpoint yeah. that we're, we're not done with what's going on. And we've got that for speedster speculation as to what comes next. Uh, but man, in this universe, you know, that we, we don't necessarily have the, uh, the, you know, what, what we may have thought we might get in terms of seeing, you know, a Superman of this universe or even doing some sort of Thomas Wayne, uh, type of an analog Thomas Wayne, by the way, for, for the listeners not familiar with the comics, uh, he's Bruce Wayne, Batman's father. And in the flashpoint series in the comics, uh, he plays Thomas Wayne plays a significant role, uh, in that new timeline, Bruce was never killed or I'm sorry, Bruce was killed instead of his father. And so his father goes on to become the Batman. Uh, it's, it's a powerful storyline. Honestly, it's, it's, yeah, it's really, really good. You know, I, I love, I love, you know, you get some really great Barry Allen throughout that entire series, obviously with the name and, and him being kind of the through line character. But, but if not for that, you have got to read it for the Thomas Wayne storyline because it is, it's, it's powerful, especially where it ends up. Um, but oh, yeah. that being said, I think a lot of us kind of anticipated that, you know, I, I've gone on record as saying, I was kind of hoping that we get a, you know, a citizen cold type analog or, or something of that nature. Uh, but or Robert Queen Green Arrow that will see that was the that was the Thomas Wayne nod that I was kind of hoping for. But like I said, I don't know that we're done here. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know that when yeah. it's all like based on how this episode worked, I'm not sure what's what's coming next. But, you know, we, we could be uh, experiencing a, a couple of different iterations as, as Barry kind of figures some things out. What we did see though, was very different takes on, of course, our primary cast. Um, you know, you already made reference, of course, to Cisco, who is this tech mobile, uh, and something of, a uh, he's a jerk, right? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, he kind of comes across as one, right? Sort of this, uh, I don't know if necessarily a jerk, but more of somebody who's like, I don't want to get involved with this kind of stuff because it could mean, you know, problems to my giant, tech empire right well, uh, yeah I, more, more of trying to protect himself than he is necessarily being a jerk and the best way for him to do that in this case seems to just be a jerk <laughs> i mean yeah i mean he's, he puts off this kind of uh yeah i, I he's kind of he was kind of um zuckerberg right i mean like to some extent he's kind of that caricature of zuckerberg yeah yeah except except with an extremely tall girlfriend you know that's that's one thing about cisco man he, he does like his ladies tall have you noticed they've all had about a <laughs> foot on him every single time 
Yeah, it's like, a, you know, he's, he's compensating for his shortness, I suppose. Look, I don't know. Hey, man, it's tough for us short guys, all right? I'm 5'5", five five, so I, I, I felt that pain for a long time. But uh, but it, <laughs> I think only once in my uh, in my dating career did I actually uh, I, ever pursue somebody who's uh, about a foot taller than me. It didn't work out. It didn't work out. <laughs> but you know what? The tall ladies seem to be into Cisco, so that seems to work out, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for him. Good for Cisco. Yeah, well, good for good for tech mogul Cisco. I wonder if... Uh, I wonder if she good for Flashpoint Cisco. Yeah, Flashpoint Cisco, right? So you know, we'll we'll see what what happens once everything is is set back up. But obviously, he's been making this tech. He's been doing quite well. Um, he has been working alongside Kid Flash. So to some extent, he's been the uh, HG Abard Wells figure to Kid Flash. Well, yes and no, because he, he, you know, he said, like, I built you this suit so that your clothes wouldn't catch on fire. But you know, I washed my hands at this whole crime fighting business. So it seems like. You know, at first he was doing this just so like, okay, look, I'll make you the suit. You go fight crime, but you leave me out of it. So it seems he was less of a mentor and more of just a tech provider, like a, like a, like an arms dealer or something like that to the flash. Well, I mean, flash. maybe, maybe from that angle, he's actually a less volatile Harrison Wells of earth too. Yeah. 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 You I know what I mean? Angle. Cause I mean, that was, that was one thing that, um, that that Harrison Wells was big on, right? Like he was, he did actually provide some kind of technical support or financial support or some kind of support, even though he hated, uh, he hated the flash. He, you know, there was something there. So, you know, I, I, I did kind of see him facilitating that role. I mean, he even, uh, you know, did the, the, the vibrating hand thing, you know, talking about yeah. why he wouldn't, I wish they would have explored that a little bit more. Like, why would it, why would he say that? At first, I almost did a double take thinking like, wait, has he been attacked? Like, has the rival actually like taken off his hand or something like that? Well, that was my guess is that rival had either killed somebody or somebody had seen rival kill somebody. And so it was it was common knowledge at that point that rival killed people by, you know, sticking his hand in their chest, the vibration hand blade thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So that that, that was consistent uh, is that evil speedsters do like to do that. The, the yeah, shaky hand. They, they very much like to kill people with vibrating hands. <laughs> Caitlin, of course, uh, is a is a pediatrician. She's no longer the uh, the the cold hearted scientist. <laughs> Although, I'm sorry, a pediatric ophthalmologist. What, what did I say? Not a pediatrician. I mean, pedio means kid, right? Yeah, but pediatrician is just like like a like general doctor. So she's a doctor yeah. that deals with kids. Either way, just one is a specialist. She's an eye doctor for little kids. Okay. Okay. My bad. She's an eye doctor for little kids. But one way or the other, she's not a she's not a super scientist anymore. Well, she kind of is, <laughs> which is what's crazy about this. <laughs> right, right. There was that whole bit with uh, they they bring him in. And she's like, "Have I been kidnapped?" <laughs> Kid Flash is like, "It's like undecided." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it, but it's not so because she's still like super smart. It, it's 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 almost as if this version of Caitlyn was more uh, uh, focused on like helping and and uh, less like you know advancing her career and just doing the the what she felt could be the most helpful to everyone. Right. right. Uh, which which I thought was a pretty neat take. Uh, judging that she's not that in our universe, but she's still super helpful and a super good person. But this is like that dialed up to 11. Right. Her whole, her whole mindset of, I want to be here. I want to help. I'm still a little kind of confused as to why I'm here when it was all said and done when she even said like, do I like, she said like, do I have permission to leave or something like that? Yeah. Cause yeah, she was still, <laughs> still unsure if she was kidnapped or not. But, um, but the way that like, she kind of got into it, it's like almost like there's been something inside of her that has always wanted to be this, uh, this type of scientist or, or work these type of problems outside of just children's eye care. It was almost like as the episode progressed, and especially with those two characters, they were kind of like 
reawakening to some extent, right? Like there's, there's something core to who they are as individuals, regardless of, you know, the circumstances It's like, it's like a nature versus nurture thing, right? Like nurture has changed, but nature is still prevalent regardless. Well, very similarly to how uh, Barry and Iris were sort of magnetically drawn to one another, Caitlin and Cisco seem to have that same effect on them, just to you know, to a lesser extent, since they're not universally tied to one another, right? Yeah, but that's the thing. Not to, not to the same effect, because the universally tied to one another, in in my opinion, was pretty much on full display with the Iris and Barry thing. Because absolutely, know, absolutely, what Iris was saying, you know, she she meets some. They have a uh, meet cute. I think that's what the kids are calling it these days. Uh, I, <laughs> I called it on Twitter a speed cute. Uh, no. All right. Uh, but, but I, I, I don't, I'm too old. I'm sorry. No, nah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm really too old for that anyway as well. But the point being that they, uh, so they, they have their little meet cute. Everything's fine. And, uh, and then she goes on to say like, you know, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll go out with you. And, and she starts saying like, I, I don't normally do this. I, I feel drawn to you. There's something here. There's, and I don't think it's just a soulmate in a, you know, CW kind of way. I think it's soulmate in the kind of way that what we got last season, the fact that she's his lightning rod. Now, after the episode, I think it was the third to last episode, maybe the second to last episode of last season where Barry was actually pulled from the speed force. That was the, the runaway dinosaur, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. In that episode where they're kind of deciding who should go and, and get him. And Cisco's like, well, I'll go do it because I built the thing. And, and Iris is like, no, 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 it should be me. You know, there's perhaps some debate. Some people were like, well, she's not really his lightning rod because like she just kind of went in. And I was like, well, I would actually argue that because they had that moment in the speed force, now they're cosmically tied. You know what I mean? Like, like she's experienced the speed force in a way no non speedster as ever has. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, they may have been linked in that, in that one earth, like earth one, they were linked in a specific way. Earth two, you know, it was a similar kind of thing, but now because she's kind of like bonded with him in the speed force, it's no matter what happens, no matter what earth, they're always going to have this connection. Yep. She's his lightning rod, man. Like, and, and like that, that's definitive. Like the fact that when, when time changes, like we, I think this is something that we may can possibly even expect to see from Iris is almost kind of like, you know, she, uh, she, it's not that she has a power, right? But, but she is tied to what's going on with Barry. So theoretically she's tied to what's going on specifically in the speed force as it relates to Barry. So if time has been changed, uh, if those two are together, then they're going to be better at figuring it all out. My guess is that perhaps, you know, I, I thought they may go in a route where as Barry was losing his memories, perhaps Iris was starting to gain hers, almost kind of like a, a balancing out type of deal. Um, but ultimately I think one way or the other, they, they communicated it really well with her kind of being that driving factor that she, you know, and, and they, they established early on that she was somewhat dismissive of her brother calling himself the flash and like constantly kind of saying like, you know, your kid flash, your kid flash. But when she says that line about listen to him, Wally, he's the flash. It's not about her being dismissive of, of Wally at that point. It's about her saying, Nope, I get this. I don't know why. I don't know how there's something going on here beyond what, you know, makes sense. Uh, but, but no, he is the flash. I get that. Um, yeah. And, and it's interesting too, how, uh, you know, everybody calls Wally kid flash, but there wasn't a flash to begin with. Right. So, so you're right. Like that, the, the, the fact that there was no flash in that universe and Wally wanted himself to be called flash, but everybody called him kid flash. Uh, and, and, and when Iris, you know, she's like, no, 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 this is the flash. Like that was, that was really solid. Like that was, it, it was neat to me just to, to, to see that because there was this, you know, while he wants to be the flash, everybody calls him kid flash. There was no 
regular flash i guess yeah, you could say yeah there wasn't there wasn't like a there wasn't a reason to refer to him as i mean it'd be like it'd be like spider-man right if somebody just all of a sudden started calling him uh kid spider-man but but in all fairness he does sometimes get uh jokingly called spider boy for that reason you know what i mean yeah so yeah 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 I, I i can see that i can see that happening and making some sense um but yeah so uh iris really great uh, i i loved how she she kind of fit into the the flashpoint and how how she was kind of tied to the uh the the reboot as it were the return to form and also just you know the, the role that she played with with wally that she and wally were team kid flash oh yeah just just them too yeah oh just them they, did, they didn't have the infrastructure of everybody else although uh, wally seemed like he was doing pretty well for himself yeah, you know, he had that really nice, uh, not necessarily cosmic treadmill, but it was it was definitely a treadmill, and it didn't have clothes hanging on it, which means that he was using it. So uh, <laughs> perhaps he was using that to train a little bit. Yeah, that's a good point. That's good. well, you know, it, who knows, man? Maybe he, uh, maybe maybe there's a button that you can press and it goes cosmic. You never you never know. Maybe maybe. All right. So so what about what about Papa Joe? Man, Papa Joe was like all over the place this episode. Like we we didn't see Papa Joe from season one or season two this episode at all. No, 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 no. In this universe, um, Papa Joe. I mean, like he was smoking something, right? Uh, I have to go back I'm and thinking more more. He he was hitting the bottle. Pretty okay, hard. okay. I needed to go back because I was like, wait, what's that on his chest? Like it looked. It was a Snickers bar. Oh, I with candy, okay, so okay, pre- okay. Pretty I mean, sure it was a candy bar of some description. I, I got to tell you, man. Seeing that, I thought I thought it was something else. I, I it just roll another. It was all rolled up and everything. <laughs> I, like there was just something about it. You know, and I, I don't want to make any accusations on Papa Joe here or anything. I mean, obviously he's a cop, but you know, I don't know. But it, you know, you know, if it wasn't a Snickers bar, perhaps Papa Joe should eat a Snickers because you know, you know, when you're not acting like yourself, you eat a Snickers and you return to normal. That's true. That's true. And in all fairness, he did need to return to normal as soon as possible. But one yeah. way or the other, man, he was definitely uh, experiencing uh, uh, a bender of some sort as he was kind of adjusting uh, and and sobering up. Um, Barry seemed to be pretty familiar with what was going on with Joe, except what's going on with Joe. You know, I, it, it seems like I, I thought at first maybe, uh, he was very upset with the fact that Wally was kid flash. And so he was being self-destructive, oh, Interesting. maybe as some kind of like, uh, retaliation against them. Like I disapprove of this and you know, this is like, I worry about you constantly. So that's why I drink kind of, kind of like the, uh, the, you know, making Wally as kid flash be his excuse to, uh, to, to, to drink himself stupid, mm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and that, that's kind of what I was getting, but it doesn't seem like that was the case because he didn't know that Wally was kid flash. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, uh, you know, that, that was a big moment, uh, to see, you know, Oh, Hey, my son's a superhero. Who's just been stabbed to death. Like it's, it's, you know, near to death, uh, at that point. And so, uh, yeah, that was a, that was a powerful scene. It was kind of a, a sobering moment. I mean, to, to unintentionally use a pun there, it was a sobering moment for Joe, uh, to kind of wake up and see him. And honestly, I think it was, it was kind of good, uh, or at least refreshing to some extent. Cause Joe has been like the super dad, right? Like throughout, you know, and yeah. the, uh, throughout the entire series and even on earth two, like, you know, he wasn't, you know, he's not a cop and he's not, and he's not a big fan of Barry, but he loves his daughter. You know what I mean? Like even he's not, yeah. he's not Barry's dad on earth too. So we don't get that, that, that relationship like in that terms, but there's no reason to believe that he's not super dad with Iris on earth too. Here. We actually get a distraught, broken man, uh, in, in the form of Papa Joe. That is very unlike anything that had ever happened. I would a say, deadbeat. yeah, Oh, completely. And so it, yeah. it, I, I would say that's that 
at least I think at that point seems to be the biggest casualty, or I would think that Barry would see that as the biggest casualty so far of, you know, his, uh, his, his resetting the universe up until of course, Wally is stabbed in the chest. Yeah. But I mean, we still haven't answered the question though. Like you asked initially, like, why is Joe like this? And it, and, and that's why I think that, uh, well, you know, we're going to get into that in a little bit, but, uh, but yeah, you know, I, I'm still curious as to why, Joe was behaving so differently. We Mm. didn't really see a catalyst for it. Everything that I thought was the reason for him acting like that turned out not to be right. So it's still, it's still up in the air as to, as to what that problem was and to whether or not those repercussions will, you know, uh, be visible in the, the, I guess, non flashpoint flashpoint universe. Well, (laughs) we'll, we'll talk about that in a second, but let's, let's, let's run it down here. We talked about Barry. We talked about Wally. We talked about Iris. We talked about Joe. We talked about uh, Cisco. We talked about Caitlin. Um, we got to make mention, of course, you know, the, 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 uh, uh, man, the myth, the legend, Mr. John Wesley ship, of course, uh, returning along with, uh, Barry's mom. The, he's got his parents alive and well in this universe very loving relationship, very supportive. Um, you know, kind of talking to him about this girl is like, Oh, when are you going to ask out that girl and everything like that? He had a little happy life. It's clear to see why Barry is happy with, uh, with the last three months. Well, it was hilarious to me because like, you know, if, uh, uh, regular universe, Papa Allen, could have his wife back and they could all live together and be this happy sort of thing. It'd be so much different than what we saw in the flashpoint universe because, you know, they're sitting there at breakfast and his mom's like, you never hugged me. Like you've hugged me three months straight basically. And then they, they even ask him or kind of insinuate that they wanted to move out. And so it's a completely different family dynamic that, that I, I, I'm sure Barry, like, uh, it didn't seem like it phased him, but he had to start thinking like, this is weird because you know, he's grown up his entire life in this flashpoint with his mm. parents, but he has no recollection of any that, of that. Yeah, that's a so good he doesn't, point. he doesn't know that family dynamic. He doesn't know what it's like. And it, and it was really neat to me just to see how different it was because, you know, like, uh, uh, in, in the regular timeline, everything is, is, you know, because there's so much tragedy there, there's so much more closeness. There's so much more emotion between them. Yeah. And in this one, it's kind of like, all right, you're 26 years old. Why are you still living at home? Right. You know, it, right. <laughs> was, wow, man. That was, yeah. That was so neat. That was so neat to see that. And uh, cause it wasn't what I was expecting and I'm sure it wasn't what Barry was expecting. So you, you have to think that that would be something that was, <laughs> that was kind of like, you know, gnawing at him. Right. 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 Without, without the tragedy that he lived through in that other universe, it's kind of like, all right, Barry, what's kind of, kind of failure to launch here, buddy. <laughs> like, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're, you're going to end up uh, starring in the movie failure to launch instead of uh, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Right. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. That's exactly what happened. And, uh, you know, so Barry, you need to move out. It'd be a lot cooler if you did. Uh, but yeah, yeah man, yeah. he, uh, but, but you're, you're exactly right, man. It's uh that's a great observation. I hadn't even picked up on that, but ultimately, man, this universe, it, it does kind of come with some different questions. I mean, uh, you know, the rules of the universe, how, how time travel plays into it. Um, you know, there's the whole plot line of Barry losing his memory specifically because of him using his speed. And it kind of made me think about, uh, you know, the, a lot of kind of the, the, the head canon and, and the things that we've had to do to try to understand Eobarthon and the whole replacing and everything else. What if bell at the end, I'm not, I'm going to take us back. I'm going to like, just, just so you know, I'm about to take us back all the way to season one and kind of the, the paradox, the conundrum of HG Eobard of, of the uh, Eobarthon in the form of Harrison Wells and, and being affected by the active timeline. Uh, and yet, you know, it not completely erasing history. I'm wondering, Bell, if a speedster who has gone uh, and messed with time 
uh, if, 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 if he done up and did it and as he's running, they, they, they talk about as he runs, as he starts running, he starts losing his speed, but also losing his memories. What if to some extent that happened to Eobard in season one? And what I mean by this is not necessarily him losing his memory so much as it was him becoming part of the timeline. Like as a speedster, they kind of exist outside of time, but without the speed, they become incorporated into time. What do you think about something like that? Like, like as if, you know, now, now Barry's Barry at some point stops becoming a visitor in this new timeline he created and starts becoming a piece of it. You know what I mean? Well, that seems to be exactly what was happening. Like uh, my guess is, is that had he stayed there and continued to use his powers, he would uh, ultimately forget that he was ever the flash, that yep. he had powers, that uh, he loved Iris, that because that's the thing. In, in this universe, they never met each other because right. Henry and Nora were still together. Uh, so they, they just had that one class growing up. And so I, I think he would completely forget about her, even though there is that lightning rod connection. It, it still depends on their, on their proximity, right? On, well, on their closeness. Not even their, their proximity. I think to some extent, I mean, I, there, there is some, you know, I mean, there's, there's a, a soulmate, uh, romantic element that there that, that's there. Absolutely. But I do think that without his connection to the speed force, there's no need for the lightning rod. You know what I mean? So if like you're right, yeah, 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 that that that's a very good point. Yep. So you know, it, it'd be interesting to see how that all how that all plays out. Of course, you know, some of this explanation comes from uh, his arch nemesis in the form of Eobard Thawne. Now, man, we got uh, a return of Eobard Thawne, in my opinion. I mean, this was uh, a pretty pretty great episode for Eobard. He got some a- amazing lines throughout. Uh, oh, so good. He, Dude, Matt Lester just blew it out of the water. He owned it. Every single time he was on the screen, he got all the best lines about, you know, you're going to beg me to kill your mom. And, and you know, the, like, I remember actually I was uh, I was at work today and uh, <laughs> Uh, my, my co-founder, uh, for the, for the company that we've got, he, he started, he was in his office, uh, he was supposed to be coding, but instead he was, uh, he was watching, uh, watching the last night's episode of the flash. And yeah. it was at that scene where he, where, uh, you know, Matt Lander delivers the, you know, you're going to be begging me to kill your mom. And I was like, that's a powerful line. That's a cool line, but that's not his best line. Like, the best line of the series is, oh, I want to kill you so bad, but today I get to be the hero. In my opinion, that is like the best Eobard line that we've gotten all series long. I, I like it. I like that line, uh, but I have to say that I like that you're going to be begging me, Barry, because he, cause the way he says Barry. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He did. I mean, was just strong like delivery. He, he, Strong delivery. Yeah, no, no. He, he, like, that was Tom Cavanaugh. Uh, mm. <laughs> Matt Lester was channeling Tom Cavanaugh. He, like, made some kind of weird ritual to, like, summon him and, <laughs> and speak through his voice. And it was perfect. Like, the, like the, the intonation, the tone, everything that he did just reminded me right there of Tom Cavanaugh as Harrison Wells slash Ebar Thawne. And, like, it, it, it linked those two characters in my mind together permanently now. And so they are they are one and the same. And I, I love Matt. I, I, I'm, I'm glad that he's now going to be the reverse Flash simply because, uh, you know, he, he more resembles the comic book character version, you know, and, and all those kind of things and whatnot. But uh, uh, now they are intertwined and Matt is the new reverse flash to me. And, and, and it's just like, I, I will never forget Tom Cavanaugh's performance as, as uh, Harrison Wells slash you And I think it's great, uh, but uh, th- yeah. this is this, that, that line right there is, it was a passing of the torch, if you will, uh, to this new. That's good. Version, yeah. I guess you could say, but, yeah. but yeah, I completely agree. He blew it out of the water. This episode is great. Yeah, obviously. I mean, this is not at all his, his first appearance, but you're right. Like to some extent, this feels almost like, 
his first appearance, like to a true to form of, of the, the caliber of Eobard that we got in season one. I mean, he didn't really have a chance to really shine in season two uh, here at the kickoff. Uh, he, he's doing some amazing things. And from what we know of, uh, of, you know, additional appearances for him, be it on this show or, or other shows, um, he's going to get a lot more opportunity to, to flesh out his take on Eobard. You know, the, the Eobard that we got with Tom Cavanaugh is someone who's been stranded in the past for 20 years. You know what I mean? Like this is somebody who uh, it, it is, you know, it, it's the difference of, you know, me 20 years from now and the me right now. I mean, theoretically, you put us right next to each other. We're going to act and behave very differently. So, but, yep. but when you do see those moments, those beats, like you're talking about, like the way that he delivered that line, Barry, that kind of like connective tissue is huge. And I loved it, man. I think you're exactly right. This was the passing of the torch that I think we needed, uh, to really accept, uh, Matt as the new Eobard Thawne. Um, yeah. you know, he's, he's going back and forth. Yeah. I love the fact that Barry has figured out a way to reverse engineer the, uh, the cage technology that was used on him on earth Two. Uh, that made me happy to see kind of a, a Oh yeah, that was cool. But but hold on though. Hold on. If yeah. we're going to talk about Eobard, we have to talk about the biggest Eobard issue uh going into this episode. Okay. And that was when Barry took Eobard back into the past to kill his mom, he then brought him back into the future. Yeah. Good decision? Bad decision? Worst decision? Like what 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 why why? I mean, he had well, to, right? Yeah, so so here's what's interesting about it. The Barry and, – and this is where the timelines get kind of weird. The Barry that defeated Reverse Flash was a more experienced Barry than the one that tried to go back in time and stop him the first time who you know was waved off by his more experienced self. But the question is which Barry is fighting Eobard – is that a more experienced berry than this berry? There's a lot of berries. Hang on. There's a lot of berries. Okay. There's a lot of berries <laughs> yeah. in play. And now we got a couple of Eobards in play, even though not actively in play, because we saw some of them kind of get wiped out uh, based on the changes yeah, that yeah. were being made in that room in the future past. Like that's the thing. The f- it is because that's the other thing you got to remember. There's still the other flash, right? Like there is still the other flash that originally went back in time with Eobard to that moment. One assumes one of them disappeared. Well, one of them disappeared, but I don't think it was that one. Or do you think the, the it was one that that's one? well? Okay, so the one that stopped Eobard at the end of season two disappeared and was replaced by the Barry that came back from the future with Eobard, so that Eobard could kill his mom. So the Barry that but stopped Eobard doesn't exist anymore. All right, I'm gonna have to get my post-it notes. That's what's gonna happen, man. I'm gonna have to get my post-it notes and figure this all out because. <laughs> <then laughs> We'll do yeah, it because it's real interesting like that. That that was a big, you know, when I saw it, I was like, cool. All right. Eobard's back. And I was like, wait a second. Eobard's back. How is Eobard? And then, well, then like I just I kind of went into like a micro stroke and just kind of like passed out for a while. <laughs> OK, so let, let's talk about that, though, because at the very end, um, you know, they go back. You know, Barry, Barry says, you know, he, he makes he makes Barry beg. Uh, him to kill his mom, which was just dark. I mean, that is some dark stuff. And that is some, yeah. that is some super villain level stuff right there. Uh, they do it. He grabs him. He runs back in time, uh, kills Barry's mom. And then Eobard runs Barry back to the present, which is interesting. Uh, all to find that things are not as they were beforehand. Now, the moment in which Eobard left him there on the porch, I'm thinking, wait now, hang on. If Eobard doesn't go back and get stranded in the past, then season one and two never happened. You know what but I mean? Here's, like here's the kicker, right? Here's the kicker. 
Eobard knew when he left Barry on the porch that everything was different because he says to Barry, he well, says, we don't know what he, knew. Oh, and you don't even know, do you see you around Barry? And then he leaves. All right. So hang on. We don't even know what he knew or where he left to. And that's, what's going to bring us to this week's speedster speculation. speculation. Okay, man. That whole scene, like, you know, they, I, every single episode they do the thing with the, you know, the kind of the thing and there's alchemy and that's, that's great. And we'll talk about that. I'm, you know, alchemy's cool and that's, that's a thing, but honestly, they never, they didn't even need that whole alchemy rival deal at the end of the episode. Like they could have just left it at the jump at that moment with Cisco and Wally and, and, and Papa Joe and the whole thing about Iris and, and freaking what did he know? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, I would have been satisfied with that. Seeing the Dr. Alchemy thing, I'm like, okay, cool. Alchemy's great, but that's not what I'm excited about for, for, for episode two. <laughs> right? So, okay. All right. So, first question. Bell, in your opinion, did Eobard go back to the past? Uh, I'm going to answer your question with another question. Okay. Is the Eobard that Barry took in the past to kill his mother the same Eobard that attempted to kill his mother that he stopped? Or is this another Eobard? Because clearly this Eobard <laughs> no. knows something. Now this would be this is Eobard Prime. I mean, this is this is the this is the Eobard that, you know, went that we've seen in that scene from episode one. Barry came in, stopped him, they had their little future or flashpoint adventure, and then they returned to the present. But now we've got an Eobard who's like well, I already killed his mom. Uh, why on earth would I go back to strand myself in the past? You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to go around and start screwing around with with the rest of Barry's life. Like, theoretically, we're in a new timeline that Eobard is actively creating as he's leaving Barry in it. That, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that. I can see that because uh, obviously it's different. Nothing, uh, everything's not the same. So because the whole Iris thing like that, that, that right there tipped him off. But here's, but, but how did Eobard know that immediately once they got into the thing, was it because this Eobard from the future is, is so much more experienced in time travel and things like that, that, that Barry is just unaware of? Like, is that what it is? Yeah, I hear you. Um, well, he's got Gideon, although we never actually saw him using Gideon. Um, but theoretically he does have Gideon. Um, and I actually even wondered if perhaps like, you know, this is how Gideon started like, like what we're about to see with this season with Barry trying to figure out like how to make time get back to the way it's supposed to be and how to like manage changes to the timeline. I wonder if this is the season where Barry actually creates Gideon. Like I would imagine with the help of Cisco. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, Cisco already has future knowledge of Gideon, but he didn't understand any of it. So it would be neat. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, open up a paradox, which the second episode is called paradox. If, uh, Cisco used his knowledge that he saw from Gideon to help create Gideon. Yeah. I mean, think be- if you think about it, like well, there, there even could potentially be an aha moment where like, you know, they're sitting around like, you know, oh, we have to fix, you know, I've got to fix the timeline to get it back. And and, and he's like, oh, all well, the frequencies and changes. If only you had some way that some like if we created some AI that existed out of timeline. And now I just realized that we're about to create Gideon, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like that, that sort of thing. You could potentially get away with it. Um, but but here's a question that I've got for you. And I, I put out a poll on uh, Twitter. I'll try to pull that up right now. Bell, do you think that is is Flashpoint? Is Flashpoint done and now we are in a new time, like in the new 52, if you will, the the results of the changes of of the mixing of everything is kind of this new timeline and Barry's just going to try to work with this timeline to try to make everything a little bit better? 
Or do you think he's going to go back in time yet again and rinse and repeat to try to reset the timeline the way that it was before he even started? I think what's what we're going to see and what I hope we're going to see is uh, Barry is going to, you know, there obviously there's something wrong with this timeline. And I don't know if it's going to be we're going to be stuck in this timeline for a while while he tries to figure it out. And then maybe midseason uh, he's going to fix that. Uh, or if it's going to be one of those things where like, and, and I don't know how this ties in with Dr. Alchemy, but like maybe it's going to be one of those things where every episode he tries to go back and fix it. And the next step, like everything's still messed up. And so he never quite gets it right. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think this is going to be the new status quo. I think because that would just, you know, it, it's going to undo a lot of stuff that, that it happened. It's going to, you know, who knows what that's going to do to Barry's character. You know, all the things that, that happened to him, right. and all the things that happened to all the other characters. It's basically like we're meeting these characters again for the first time. So I don't think they're going to leave us with that unless they do a lot of time, you know, explaining what happened. So if we see in the next couple episodes, they're spending a lot of time uh, filling us in on the changes, then maybe, yes, maybe this is the new status quo. Oh, that's but interesting. I yeah. think. Yeah, because because that, that's the thing. It's like we know Iris and Papa Joe and, and Wally as being this just tight knit, really close family unit. And if that's not the case anymore, we need to know what happened because otherwise it's not going to make any sense as to why they're all mad all the time. And, and it's going to be kind of a frustrating experience. So I think if we start seeing them drop a lot of information about the differences between this world and the, or I guess this timeline and the, and the, and the regular, you know, the prime timeline, uh, then yes, that's this, this is going to be the new status quo. But I don't think that's the case. I think there are going to be some some tweaks and changes, and we're going to see Barry experiment with different things and try to figure out how to get everything set back. Or or maybe 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 this will be the new status uh, status quo for for half of the season, or maybe the 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 rest of this season. But I don't think I think at the end of this season, or maybe at the halfway point of this season, we're going to get back to normal eventually. Based on the Twitter poll. Uh, right now it's looking like 65% is saying, this is it, man. This is the new 52. This is the world in which we're dealing with. That's going to be changed city that we're just going to live with and, and adjust to. And, uh, the 35% is saying, nope, rinse and repeat. Uh, we are going to have Barry go back, shake up the universe one more time, like an etch a sketch and, uh, and see what, what falls out. But, um, yeah, I, I don't know where I fall in it all, man. To some extent, if this is a, New 52. And and again, let, let's, uh, let's, let's explain that for, for those of you listening who's, who are not necessarily familiar with the comics, New 52 re- refers to an era of comics in DC comics that came directly after the story of the Flashpoint. Uh, the, the idea was that based off of the events of Flashpoint, when Barry put the universe back to the way it was supposed to be, it wasn't quite the way it was supposed to be. It was close enough, uh, but there were a lot of changes. Um, and it was, it was really more kind of a creative decision with, for them to be able to relaunch the, uh, the, their iconic characters with more millennial stories, but for all intents and purposes, that's what it was. So this idea of flashpoint being a moment in time in which they can retell the universe or reimagine the universe, or just kind of easily do away with things they didn't like, uh, that existed before it, it's a clean break in some sense. You know, if, if, for example, let's say that. Eobard, because of the events of Flashpoint, and because after the the moment on the porch, Eobard does not go back in time, because honestly, why would he? Uh, That means that Harrison Wells never died, and so there's a new origin story for Barry, for him becoming the Flash. Now, it may be very similar, uh, and it may be more of like, you know, him trying to get the band back together as he did, or, or it may even be that they existed. I mean, 
with the exception. But, but here's the deal, though. Like, it, if that's the case, right? If all this stuff is new, wouldn't he have the same issue that he had in the Flashpoint universe, where as he uses his powers, he sets himself into that time? Because we didn't see that in New Fifty Two, right? Like Barry could use his powers that's fine, good, and he yeah. didn't like he didn't merge himself into that timeline. He was still independent from it and still able to, uh, to, to use his powers without losing memories. So if, if this is the case where he's now in this new timeline and he uses his powers, will he be losing memories in this timeline that he is at, at the start of episode two? Or if not, will it be that that would be more like a, a new 52 style thing? Like that's, that's, I think that's going to be the telling moment. Well, no, you're, you're forgetting that in, um, the, the problem, you know, the problem is it goes back to the source, right? The reason why Barry had his speed, like in, in the in the new timeline, Barry never got struck by the lightning. You know what I mean? So like him losing oh, his powers yeah. makes sense. Yeah, you're Reverse right, you're right, you're Flash right. in, in season one, he was he was pulling his, his speed force from the negative speed force, right? And so without somebody to actually generate speed force in that time, he was losing access as well. But in this timeline, presumably... Uh, the accelerator did explode or, or in some form or fashion, the lightning did strike uh, and, and, you know, did strike Barry. So as long as he does still have that tied to his origin, as long as that did still happen in the timeline, then I think he's solid there. The other, the other thing that they might go with it too, is that, you know, perhaps because Eobard was not doing all of the messingness with the timeline, well, Eobard changed some things in the timeline, but he was also managing those changes to make sure that his future stayed intact. You know what I mean? Like you can make changes to the timeline as long as you keep it like within the lines. It's almost like uh, it's almost like skiing, right? You've got those flags on either side to keep you safe within the area. Now you can weave back and forth. You can make some changes, but if you go off of the, if you go beyond those flags, you're flying off the side of the mountain. And so Eobard was very specific. He used Gideon to this, to great avail of making sure that as he was making these changes, as he was speeding up things as even killing Harrison Wells and uh, creating star labs a couple of years earlier than it was supposed to happen. Like these are all things that, that, you know, still remained within the barriers of the timeline. So there's some wiggle room there, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, I get it. So, uh, yeah, because this is a more experienced in at least time travel reverse flash that we're dealing with. He knows the repercussions of messing with the timeline. So he's going to be very, very, very careful not to erase himself from existence. <laughs> right. So he's using Gideon in this respect to be like, hey, Gideon, if I do this, what's going to happen? And then she crunches some numbers and he's <laughs> like, ah, uh, nah, don't do that. And he's yeah. like, all right, all right, all right, all right. Uh, I, yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. So yes, I, I think maybe we'll, we'll see Barry make Gideon this episode and maybe that's, what's going to help. But I mean, if he does make Gideon, do you think he's going to use Gideon to figure out how to return everything back to normal as it was at the end of season two? Or again, are we still in this new 52? Uh, I don't know. Place? I, I, you know, I, and I don't know. I don't even if Gideon comes to play, I don't know that it would be next episode, but I do think it's a fun opportunity if they wanted to go that route. Um, I honestly, you know, going into the next couple of episodes, I have no clue. I have literally no clue what's going to happen. There's a lot of like balls in the air in terms of like what, what, you know, that they're, they're, they're juggling here. Uh, there's a lot of loose threads. That's not necessarily a bad thing. I think at the beginning of a season, you want some loose threads because uh, it gives you a lot of opportunities to tell a lot of different stories. You know, obviously Absolutely. at this point, we know some pretty major uh, characters that are going to be showing up. We've got Dr. Alchemy, which was teased at the end of the episode. We've got the rival. We didn't really talk much about the rival uh, this podcast episode because I think we're it's kind of like, all right, this is one version of this character, but we're about to get another version. So it's kind of like, you know, yeah, <laughs> we'll hold off. <laughs> right. And it's great nod to, of course, the rival being uh, Jay Garrick, the, the golden age flashes uh, uh, nemesis. 
Um, and in fact, you know, we, we talked a lot about in season two, how zoom kind of facilitated the role of the rival, uh, in that, in that series here, we actually get another interpretation of the rival. Uh, but ultimately as we'll come to find out in the next couple of episodes, he's got a very uh, different path to go down. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with it. I have, you know, I'm, I love speculation. I love the speedster speculation. I love trying to figure this stuff out, but, uh, I think that I'm going to really try this season to get less, like behind my own theories and just kind of let it happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that'll well, be good. <laughs> so Evan Galdini in the chat brings up a good point. Uh, so it, it, if we see like a, a big naked blue guy with a, with a, you know, <laughs> hydrogen atom on his forehead show right. up, then we'll know, <laughs> we'll, we'll know which direction they're heading. But, uh, <laughs> DC comics and, uh, was, reference, was, of course, to the, uh, to the re yeah. the ending of the new 52, um, and, and what they've done recently with DC rebirth. But yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. Uh, Hey, I, I got to make mention of one last thing before we jump into, uh, listener feedback for this week. And that is, you know, at the very tail end, when they they do that big nod to the the premiere or the pilot episode of the, you know, rival creating the dual tornadoes. Yeah. Which great, I mean, amazing visuals behind that. I love this, the special effect and uh, the way that Barry was when he was running through that was just awesome. But, uh, but man, I kind of thought, I mean, you know, Cisco throws out the weather, weather wizard. I thought for like a minute there, we were going to get like the, the Martin brothers showing up as like heroes or something like that. Like that is out of everything. And don't get me wrong. Cause I great. I think they did a lot of really fun things. They definitely made this story their own. Uh, they told some great stories with their characters, but they've got so many rogues that they've introduced in this series. And I feel like I'm, I'm hoping in the next couple of episodes, we'll get some twisting of characters because there's such a huge opportunity to do things like that. Did you notice we got, we got no explanation as to where captain Singh was. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, no, I noticed there's a there's a big absence there with Captain Singh, and I, I agree with you, man. Like, I didn't think like I, I like the nod to Weather Wizard that we had in the in the first episode, but I'm watching those opening credits with eagle eyes because I'm looking for a Wentworth Miller, I'm looking for a Chad Rook, right. I'm looking for somebody right. in there where I can be like, oh yeah, this is gonna be it, this is gonna <laughs> be something awesome. <laughs> so yeah, I agree with you. Like, I, I I definitely think we're gonna see some twists on those characters. Uh, if they come back this season. And I really, really, really hope they do. I hope so too, man. But uh, time will tell. And uh, yeah, and as it happens, we will uh, we will tell you. Hey, this is Patrick Sabongi, and you're listening to Flash TV Talk. Whoop, whoop. That's the sound of the police in my hood. <laughs> All right, man. We got some great listener feedback in. This is uh, coming in from uh, Chris uh, Nally. I think this is actually on uh, Facebook. You want to take that one? Yeah. Uh, looking forward to the new season so much. A live Flashpoint is a dream come true for some of us fans. I would normally be anxious about that. However, the series hasn't missed once, in my opinion. Uh, like my predictions, cough, cough. <laughs> <laughs> and the added love and respect from the 90s series just makes it so uniquely special for me. Run, Barry, run. Wow. Excellent. Yeah. Completely agree, Chris. Totally excited about this season. Cannot wait to see where it goes. Thanks for the feedback, man. Absolutely. We also got on iTunes a review says, no sound, no good. Oh, I think that's the, the reviewer's name. It's amazing and fun. The podcast is just as fun as the show. It's great hearing all the theories, and I certainly do not tune out during the speedster speculation as it is my favorite part. I learn more about comic book background every time. Keep up the fantastic work, guys. I will be listening for a long time. Uh, and again, that is from the uh, iTunes user, No Sound No Good. Hey, by the way, if you are 
Uh, someone who does have an iTunes account, you should head over to iTunes and write us a review. It's a great way to help support the show. Uh, and also we read those reviews here on the show, which is great. Uh, we also encourage you to subscribe to the show. We, we encourage you to do it on the Satchel Podcast Player, sponsor for this show. The Satchel Podcast Player, a great way to get connected with the content that you're listening to. You can do things like support the show in financial ways by sending a few dollars while you're listening. And also, uh, the great thing about Satchel is you can find out who is podcasting in your hometown uh, with its Listen Local feature. So if you've ever been curious about who was podcasting in your uh, home neighborhood, you can do that with Satchel for iTunes or for iPhone and for Android as well. Uh, yes, there's a lot of ways. Also, you can keep up with us throughout the week. You can follow us over on Twitter at Flash TV Talk. You can also follow our personal accounts as well. You can follow me at The Real Bo York. You can follow Bell at Ring That Bell. But if 140 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at flash at podestery.com. That's P-O-D-A-S-T-E-R-Y dot com. Be sure to check out our Facebook page as well, facebook.com slash flash TV talk, where tonight we have been do- using the uh, Facebook live for our live broadcast. Looking forward to kind of uh, seeing how it all turned out. I believe that this uh, the unedited show will be available on Facebook for some time after we get done recording it. So if you're looking for a little bit of early flash TV talk, uh, in a, in a visual type capacity, we didn't, we didn't do like the full special effects. We had some slideshow, which is fun, but, uh, but beyond that, yes, flash TV talk, uh, facebook.com slash flash TV talk. Also got to give special thanks to Charlie Bach, who does our fantastic outro music. If you like web comics and you like satirical takes on comic book characters, you'll love the brogues. It takes place on earth too. Spelled T-O-O. And it follows <laughs> the lives of three of the brogues as they realize that fighting crime just doesn't really make sense when you have, you know, a speedster uh, thwarting you at every move. So it, it, it's really like a cynical look at uh, not really cynical, but cynical. A, a whimsical, whimsical, whimsical look at uh, <laughs> what to do when you realize that being a criminal won't pan out. So it's really funny. If you go to uh, www.thebrogues.com, you can see that uh, I have uh, where I do the art for it, but does the writing. So uh, it's really fun. And you should check it out. All right, man. Sounds good. Yeah, check out uh, Charlie's music as well. Look for him on SoundCloud. Charlie Bach. Don't have the direct link. Sorry about that, Charlie. We'll have it next week, I promise. Uh, You can also be sure to check out the podcast panel to screen, where this week we will be putting out our Luke Cage spoiler-filled review. So if you like things like, you know, Marvel and, and that as well, if you're not just a DC loyalist and you occasionally enjoy the Marvel things as well, look for that Luke Cage review coming at you from panel to screen. Be sure also, once again, review us on iTunes. By the way, every single 10 reviews we get on iTunes, we give away a free digital comic. I think we're just a, about four reviews away from giving away a digital comic. So if you guys jump on, review us on iTunes, you could be winning a digital comic next week. And that's going to do it for us for this week. But don't worry, we'll be back in a flash.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.